following program is rated M for mystery, malfeasance, and mobsters, and may contain trace amounts of murder. True stories of history's forgotten detectives from across the 20th century. This is Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater! On this episode of Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater, the Oregon Twins solve a case of academic appropriation, of intellectual infringement, a case of purported plagiarism. Today, your favorite teen sleuths face their most cerebral case yet at the Greensleeves Middle School Semesterly American Contemporary Language Association Style Essay Contest. I promise it's more interesting than it sounds. This is the case of the plundered prize-winning paper... Uh, uh, testing, testing. Testies. Yes, yes, very funny, Philip. Hope you saved some of that clever wordplay for your essay. Mine was a piece of loose leaf I sneezed on. Ah, uh, yes, yes, we should have guessed that one was yours. <clears throat> Attention, everyone, let's get some quiet in the room. The winner of the essay contest always receives a $5 gift certificate to the Sunny Side Up Diner. So as you can imagine, the competition could get very cutthroat. Sue and Sally Oregon had taken the top prize five times in a row with their popular essay series, Pros and Cons with the Oregons. Pairs of papers presenting both sides of the day's top issues. Personally, I found their arguments for and against a socialist government still relevant even today. But last semester, their winning streak was interrupted. Let's all give a hand to our previous winner, Miss Allison Choi. Don't worry, Sally. We'll be back on top. It was just the old transfer student's luck last time. That's enough applause. You can stop now. I don't know if it was luck. That Allison's a smart cookie. She plays to her strengths, always writes about science, and that's what her parents do for a living. Well, sort of. They study solar energy. Quiet, children. Well, I announce the winner... Just slowly open this envelope. I still blame our loss on our overly controversial topic choice. Maybe we should have listened to dads when they told us that the socio-cultural temperature is a bit too balmy to be writing about communism. And now the envelope is open, and I will remove the paper stating the name of the winner. Well, I sure hope the win gave poor Allison's self-confidence a boost. She hasn't made a single friend since moving here. She spends all her time reading in the library. I don't know if I've ever heard her say more than one sentence out loud. And this semester's winner of the Greensleeves Middle School Essay Contest is... Missy Petal, for her essay entitled Warming Up to the Idea of Solar Panels, Potential Uses for Natural Energy in Schools. <gasps> what? What? Oh. My. Gosh. This is such an honor. This can't be happening. We must be dreaming. I'd ask you to pinch me, but your fingers are freakishly strong from your work with the knitting squad. That's all right, Sue. I'm too busy pinching myself. Ow. The twins were shocked, all right. They had crossed paths with Missy in the debate team. She's a good speaker. An okay speaker. But she's a rotten writer and an average researcher. How on earth did she manage to craft a cohesive essay? But before our favorite teen detectives could start dusting the essays for intellectual fingerprints, they turned to see little Allison Choi crying in her seat, right behind them. Oh. We should have checked where she was sitting before talking about her earlier, huh? Don't cry, Allison. 
I know it's sad to lose, but you do go to school with us, so you'll have to get used to it. I'm not crying because I lost. I'm crying because Missy stole my essay. I knew something was off. How many times have I said that the rhetorical structures in Missy's debates are built on crumbling foundations? Every day, Sue. Every gosh darn day, Sally. She didn't even change the title. I knew that title was too clever for her. And it's not even that clever. Oh, and I just got it. We've got to do something. Mr. Fitzgerald! No, no, Sue, it's okay. Quiet, girls. Missy is about to accept her prize with grace and aplomb. Wow. If you two can't handle not being the center of attention for five minutes, maybe you should have written essays that were a little more award-winning. Really, I don't want to cause a fuss. Don't worry, Allison. Missy is the one who's caused the fuss by plagiarizing. Can we not have one assembly without it turning into a mess of plagiarism accusations? They're just jealous, Mr. Fitzgerald, because I wrote a better essay than they did. And I'm a better debater. Here's a free tip, Missy. When you're lying, you should stick to what people will believe. Um, I think that Mr. Fitzgerald would have been able to tell this paper was plagiarized. He is an experienced educator, after all. Well, I have caught an unsighted quote or two in my day. Mr. Fitzgerald, that award-winning essay was written by Alison Choi. Oh, that's preposterous. All papers are submitted with their author's name on them. Hmm. Well, that is an ironclad defense. But wait, what if... No. Do you think that just maybe it would be possible for someone to switch their front page with someone else's paper? Okay, yes, yes, I think we get it. Mr. Fitzgerald, you have to stop this. They have no way of proving that I removed the identification pages of mine and Allison's papers and switched them when the teachers were distracted by Philip mooning everyone. Because I didn't, by the way, switch them, that is. I love you, Missy! Philip, shut it. She's right, Sally. At the end of the day, we have nothing but Allison's accusation to back us up. Sue, Sally, it's no big deal. I don't want to cause any angst. My parents say plagiarism is the sincerest form of flattery. Are you having the same idea I am, Sue? Why, I'm practically plagiarizing it, Sally. We may not be able to prove you switched those pages, Missy, but we can prove the correct identity of the true author of this paper. Mr. Fitzgerald, if you will allow us... Why, this is academically unheard of. Great, thanks. But both Missy and Allison will read the first paragraph of the paper, out loud, in front of the assembly. From that, Sue and I will be able to discern who really wrote the paper. Each girl will wait outside as the other reads, so they can't hear each other. Um, Sue? Sally, I don't talk in front of whole school... Don't worry, your audience will be your peers, your fellow students. They're cheering you on. They want you to succeed. Show us your training, bro. <laughs> Philip, that's so supportive of you. Even if you're terrible, Allison, we'll still be able to prove you wrote the paper, which is the most important thing, after all. Even if you're super terrible. Well, I, for one, am not afraid to read. The innocent have nothing to fear and nothing to hide. Um, Missy, no one called? They said they're impressed. First, Allison is sent outside while Missy reads the first two pages of the contested essay. 
The notion that energy derived from fossil fuel is the most efficient way of powering our schools is based on an outdated paradigm. If recent improvements in photovoltaic modules and the use of aluminum nanocylinders on solar panel surfaces continue, the efficiency in light absorption is projected to increase by 50%. I guess that was all right. I mean, if I were on trial for my innocence, I'd have gone for gravitas, but to each their own. After Missy finished, she was sent outside the room and Allison was brought in. The Nadian that energy derived from fossil fuel is the most efficient way of powering our schools is based on an outdated paradigm. If recent improvements in photovoltaic modules and the use of aluminum nanocylinders on solar panel surfaces continue, the efficiency in absorption of varying light wavelengths is protected, I mean, protected to increase by 50%. You did a great job, Allison. Did I really? Yeah, your incredibly nervous delivery gave us all the evidence we need to solve the case. Oh. Suck it up, Allison. Well, if I wasn't sure who wrote the paper before, I certainly am now. So are we, Mr. Fitzgerald. The true author of the paper is Allison. How did the twins know it was Allison? How will Mr. Fitzgerald and the Greensleeves Middle School survive the plagiarism scandal of the century? And will Allison ever recover from her fear of public speaking? Tune in after the commercial break. Personally, I'm not afraid of public speaking. Then again, most of the time, my only audience are those in the sound booth. Julia, our technician, and her pale assistant, who wears only black. Oh, what's his name? Hello, pale friend. Yeah, he's not listening. Scientists have long sought to unlock the secret of the sun, that mysterious beast in the sky, full of fire, full of gas, full of energy. If this energy could be harnessed, why then there would be enough to power every wheel, every light bulb, every gear and gadget this great nation of America could think up. Here at Choi Telephone and Science Laboratories, we've developed a new state-of-the-art battery that will have the sun working for you. One small Choi solar battery, trademark, holds enough energy to power your Choi family telephone, trademark, for an entire conversation. Please note, the average American phone conversation is 45.7 seconds. Wow. How small is the Choi solar battery, trademark, you ask? Why, you'll barely even notice it. It fits into most household closets. So if you've ever looked into the sky, gazed at the powerful sun, and thought, Hey, buddy, what can you do for me? Then the Choi solar battery, trademark, is for you. Disclaimer, Choi Telephone and Science Laboratories does not recommend looking directly at the sun for any amount of time. Choi Telephone and Science Laboratories. We're totally actual scientists. Really. And now, our thrilling conclusion. The true author of the paper is Allison. Yes, you just said that. But, but it makes no sense. She, she read the paper as if she's never seen half the words in it before. No offense, Allison. But it was pretty bad. You mean as if she'd never heard half the words in it? That's really not at all what I meant. You see, Allison reads a lot, but she rarely speaks to anyone. She's always tucked away in the library. This means she knows a lot of big words that she has never heard before. Thus, all the mispronunciations in her reading a common symptom of the socially reclusive, the introvert, the involuntary loner, the kid with no friends. Good job, Allison. Own it. Meanwhile, Missy may be terrible at rhetoric and original thought. Hey, 
shut up. Case in point. But she's a competent debater, which means she knows you always look up how to pronounce difficult words as you prepare your arguments. So if she had really written this paper, she would have known how to pronounce things like photovoltaic. Photovoltaic? Hey, Missy, your childhood called. It wants its adorably incompetent mispronunciations back. Allison, on the other hand, her parents are scientists, sort of. They study solar energy, meaning that if she asked them for help with her paper, which she almost certainly did, right, Allison? Right. Then she would have heard them say a lot of solar energy jargon. They would be the only big words in her paper that she could pronounce. So if you don't mind, Mr. Fitzgerald. I think we can take that gift certificate out of Missy's hands before she gets plagiarism all over it, and hand it right over to Allison. Wow, Sue, Sally, I don't know what. To- uh, not so fast, girls. That's all well and good, but there's a strict rule against parents helping with the essay contest submissions. Now, I'm afraid you've proved that the essay is Allison's, but you've also made her ineligible. Ah, weird. Did you know about that rule, Sally? I certainly didn't. It is most definitely a rule. Rule 34A under Section B of the Semesterly Essay Contest Rulebook. 34C. What? Nothing. Well, who wins now, Mr. Fitzgerald? Yeah, who came in second place? Later that day at the Sunnyside Up Diner. Here are your milkshakes, girls. Thanks, Irma. Here's our gift certificate, and keep the change for yourself. Yeah, buy yourself something real pretty. Oh, looks like someone's winning streak is back. How's your chocolate malt, Sally? Mmm, tastes like victory, Sue. It sure does, girls. It sure does. And that's it for this week's ruthless, cutthroat, dog eat dog episode of the Oregon Twins Conundrums. Presented by the Wholesome Entertainment Division of Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater. The case of the plundered prize-winning paper was written by Grace Smith. The Oregon Twins were played by Grace Smith. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Mr. Fitzgerald and Philip were played by Joseph Beebe. I don't need to say that to me. Yes, you do. Every time? Yeah. Oh, my God. Allison and Missy were played by Polly Fokayev. The commercial scientist was played by Robert Murphy. Irma was played by Marika Laplante, and the narrator was played by special guest star Leet Stetson. Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater is produced by Joseph Beebe and Theater Double Take. Duotang Chesterfield wants to know, have you ever plagiarized something and gotten away with it? Confess at long last by investigating us on the web at duotangmysteries.com. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes. Next time, Tragedy in Tinseltown. Jim Buckles and aging actress Sylvia Stockton investigate a string of mysterious deaths with the starlet they think is next on the chopping block. But will they solve the case in time for a Hollywood ending? The coroner ruled it natural causes, but Metley Productions have a lethal track record. There's no murder like show murder on the next episode of Duotang Chesterfield's Mystery Theater.